0: So, listen to and for the word of the Lord as I read out of Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. Now, Paul is actually writing to the church in Philippi while he's in prison in Rome. And I've told you uh, several times before that when Paul writes a letter, he usually begins with an amazing doxology meaning he begins those letters with a great praise about who God, what God, who Jesus, what Jesus, who the Spirit, what the Spirit may have done for our benefit. Then the second part of his letters usually have uh, a, a, an issue that the church is dealing with, and he's going to give his recommendations and his suggestions or the commandments according to how he heard them in the Lord. And thirdly, in those at the end of those letters... What you basically have is a list. It's kind of like a laundry list of things to do, of ways to think, of ways to behave according to the gospel. So if you read some of those letters from Paul, they're typically organizing those three sections. So towards chapter four, what is the last chapter? What do you think we're going to be dealing with? The things to do, ways to think, ways to, to deal with practical Christian living. That's so, so, towards the end of the, of the chapters of the books, Paul tends to be very practical and be more instructive about Christian life. So, we begin reading from verse 6, and it says, Don't worry about anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. Instead, pray about everything. Oh, okay. Tell God what you need. And listen to this one. By the way, if you have, you, you have this text in the back of your… Of, of your worship guide. And let me encourage you right now to put a line or underline that phrase. Tell God what you need, and then underline, and thank Him for all He has done. So, you're going to underline, and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, oh, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, my dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. You see, he's given instructions. He's given a list of things to do. One final thing. Fix your thoughts on your bank account. People have some respect. I'm your pastor. Oh, oh, did I misread that? <laughs> Aye, these glasses, I got to put on there you go. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Fix your thoughts on what is true, and honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Now the next sentence I'm going to encourage you also to underline it. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, remember that in, in, in the Bible, the word praise could also be translated at, as thanksgiving or grateful. So, what if we read it that way? Think about things that are excellent and worthy of gratitude. Okay? Now, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then, God's peace will be with you. The Word of the Lord. We are in the middle. Actually, this is the next to the last uh, uh, message on the series that we have called, Because You Care. I have received two letters this week. I was going to bring them down, but because of the shifting in space, I left them up there. But they're in the bulletin board next to the, what used to be the prayer parlor. One letter from um, Sanders Elementary, one letter from Milford Elementary. Who went to Milford? The, uh, Doris and James. Who went to Sanders? The Baldwins. Well, they were so happy with what you guys brought to their teachers and their staff. They wrote us a beautiful letter thanking us for remembering them. Look at that. Thanking us, and they told me how the teachers got it. They made an announcement on Friday that every teacher had a surprise in their box on the way out. So they all collected their, their prizes. It was a beautiful experience for the teachers. Also, I, I, gotta, I, I have heard, actually, I heard that the, where's May? May. Is May hiding? Oh, she stepped out. Oh, she, she may have had to, uh, to go to work. But May, for example, was, uh, also shared the, the baskets, the, the baggies in her business, in the hotel, in the, hill, in, in the holiday in the Hilton, that's where I go. <laughs> so, so, they were very, very appreciative, and the manager actually sent me an email thanking us for remembering them. Now, when Pam and I went to, the, to that hotel, they were having a scuffle uh, with a, a, a guest who was smoking in the rooms, and, so, she was very appreciative that we changed the whole tone of her day. <laughs> but we have connected with teachers, we have connected with health workers, we have connected with responders, our business community, and this last week, we connected with, a, finally, with the artist community of our area. I have been trying to knock on that bridge and build that bridge for since I arrived here, but it's not on my time, it's on the Lord's time, right? Okay, remind me. So. When the, when the Giddens became disciples here, one of the things that, that, that Sheila kind of, you know, she's down there, and she whispers her, so you got to go down to listen to the sweet voice and the wisdom that she dispenses out of there. And, and she says, you know what? I used to be the curator for Mabelton House for 22 years. I said, what? And I had to contain myself. Let me be honest. I went to their house twice, and I had it in mind, this whole thing, but I didn't until the second time. <laughs> But it was in my pocket the whole time. And then Antuello, who's not here today because she's with Bill doing a lot of other stuff. Uh, but Tuello, who at the beginning, she's one of our founders of Lotta of Hope. At the beginning when I found out that she was one of the artists in our community, I reached out to her and she said, Mm-mm. It was too soon in our relationship. Now it's a wonderful feast. We spent the day yesterday together sharing stories, enjoying art. And she has a lot to share with people. There's even dreams of spilling the art classes into here into our church for children and adults and everyone. There are wonderful, t- 21 professional artists. And some of them even said, this church allows this? <laughs> I'm so sorry, where do they come from? So, in our first Sunday, we discover that gratitude basically is the affirmation, the appreciation of somebody's goodness, of goodness that you have received. Gratitude is our response to goodness that either God or someone shared with us. In the second Sunday, we basically spoke about the spirituality of gratitude, and we discover very simple but deep, deep, deep stuff that a heart, a humble heart a teachable heart, a heart that is willing to learn new ways, is the one that overflows with gratitude. A humble heart overflows with gratitude. Today, I want to invite you to walk with me as we go out these doors and up into the hill. No, okay. I'm inviting you to explore the mindset. What is the mindset of gratitude? Why, how, do people, how is it that people walk in gratitude? Why are some people who are tremendously blessed are not so selfish, are not hoarders, are not, are not into me, myself, and I kind of thing? Why are they blessed and they're still very giving? They're still very generous. What have they discovered that some of us may not have discovered? How to move in a life of gratitude? I want to share that with you. But let's begin first with what is a mindset? Well, I think it's just that, a mindset, a way of thinking or feeling about something or someone, a disposition, perhaps a mood. It is an intention or inclination, a mentality perhaps, a philosophy, a way of being, a way of thinking, a way of acting when we're confronted with stuff. So, when you're confronted around 1.30 in the afternoon with a wonderful rotisserie chicken, what is your reaction? I'm going to go for it. Thank you, Lord. You see, but there is a mindset already that around noontime, you shall… exactly. There is a mindset for some of us that when the night, that when the sun sets and it gets around a certain time of the evening, we are, we have a mindset that we're supposed to? Okay. <laughs> some went to sleep, some went to eat. I like the variety in mindsets. That's okay. Now, some of us do watch because we just don't want to go to sleep early. Some of you rise early, right? Now, how many of you are, are early risers? How many of you are not too early risers? Bless us. (laughs) There's almost a 50-50, so you got to watch it here. So you know what that means? That while some are rising to greet the sun, others are watching overnight while you sleep. (laughs) And pray for you as you sleep. But a mindset is basically a, a way of feeling and reacting about something. Some people see life as a treacherous, scary thing, something to stay away from, and they may interpret life as a victim. That's a mindset of victim. While others who may not be all together in their brains may see life as a, as a way to, oh my gosh, what's over there? And what's around the bend? and let me, That's why I used to go, ambitious. I got lost. What's around the end of the ocean there? What's around the end? It kept on going, and they have to pick me up. I had walked too far. But you see, it's the idea that we actually have a way of doing certain things. We either have a mentality of victim or we have a mentality of I can do. We have a mentality of, 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 of depression or a mentality of joy. Now, I'm not talking about chemical stuff. Now, Joshua, for example, Joshua, the one in the Bible, what was his mentality? Was he, did he have a mentality of a victim, of defeatist? Why not? He, acted, he wasn't the only one, but he expressed his faithfulness towards God and as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. But at the beginning, he had to be valiant and brave. Yeah. He had to man up to deal with all those people who were all the battles that were gonna come up. So, but he had a mindset of victory, a mindset that I have a purpose in life, and God is gonna guide that purpose. Ruth also had that mindset. Ruth was a Moabite. She wasn't even counted into the chosen ones of God as an Israelite. She was a Moabite. But Ruth saw the goodness. Ruth saw the grace. Ruth saw the mercy in the life of Naomi and her clan to the point when everything was lost. She said, oh, no, I'm choosing goodness. I can recognize goodness. I'm going to follow goodness. So I will follow you, and your house will be my house, your God will be my God. Ruth. So she saw it and she responded in that way. How about Jesus? What was Jesus' mindset? Did he come to serve to, to be served? For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to serve in so many ways. The Gospels summarize Jesus' servant in three words. He would teach, right? He would heal. And thirdly, He would proclaim the good news. He would give a chance to the downtrodden. He would give a chance to the rejected of society. He opened the doors to women and children to be part of the family of God in their own standing. That's a mindset. An attitude that kind of overflows what you do, how you feel. And the Lord asks us to have a mindset of gratitude. So, the mindset of gratitude then is an intentional way in which you are going to choose not to be a, 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 a taker, but to be a giver. How do we know that God is a giver? Exactly. But listen to this. For God so loved the world that he took. No. <sighs> i got to fix that Bible. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave. You see? So the mentality of gratitude is a given mentality. You see, it allows us, it frees us to give. This means that we know that the difference between goodness and evil. You see, because the mentality of gratitude the first thing that it does, it discerns. It divides that which is good and that which is evil. I remember a lady that started coming to our church here about some years ago. She, she began to question, am I saved? How do I know I'm saved? And, you know, I, I, we continued the conversation, and she began to share with me how she used to think about some things and how now she says, oh, no. I was wrong thinking this way. I should do this right. He so said, that's it. Before, you didn't know the difference between good and wrong. Now, you've been given the blessing to discern between that which is good, that which is better, and that which is not too healthy. See, now we have that opportunity because you have been given, because the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now you can see situations the way God sees it. So the mentality of gratitude, the first thing that it does is it recognizes the goodness of God. It recognizes the goodness of others bestowed on you. And then once you recognize that goodness, our text in verse 6 says, and thank Him for all He has done. Isn't that what the first or what the one leper did in our first story? Ten were healed, and one came back to express, articulate, to manifest, to embody thanksgiving. The others, I'm sure, were appreciative, as I said, but one brought it up. I'd like to say he articulated it in a very creative way. He art-did it. How he did it, he bowed down, he praised, and thanked God, listen to this, for what God has done for him. Discerning requires you to stop and think. We live in a very, very quick life. We live in a very, very fast life. It requires us to stop and think on the blessings that God has given us. So, very quickly right now, take another piece of paper. Now you know the drill. And as you have been thinking what has God done for you? Maybe He's allowed you a very long life. Maybe He's allowed you health. Maybe He's allowed you to have grandchildren and children and all that. Maybe you are blessed with new friends in your community of faith. What has God done for you? And then once you write that up, we're going to do the same thing and stuff another one of our chronocopias. We're not going to do all six of them, okay? Don't worry. So, I'm going to start here, and then you guys, please pass the cornucopia so we can fill it up with all the amazing things that God has done for you. So, discerning, describing, living, remembering the good things that God has done, that brings gratitude. So, not only does a mindset of gratitude discerns and figures out what's good and what's not good, number two, the mindset of gratitude seeks to dwell in the goodness, seeks to live in the goodness, develops more knowledge, more information, how to maintain myself in goodness. That is why the text says, "Keep, fix your mind, fix your thinking, live and dwell in these wonderful realities that God is showing you, in what is true, in what is honorable. You see, those are big rubrics. What is honorable? Do you think the fellowship we have here between one another, is that honorable? You see, so when we think and we take those huge words that Paul uses and we break them down and bring them home, like I say, we bring them down to home, there's a lot that God has done for us. There's a lot that we have blessings amongst ourselves, and we're going to sing at the end, count your blessings. That will be the third sheet. Okay, so if you want to get ahead, go ahead and get started on that. So, not only does the the mentality of gratitude seeks to dwell in goodness, the mentality of gratitude also shares that goodness. It shares it because it overflows us. Actually, the worst of the holiday, by the way, do you realize that Thanksgiving is the only holiday, and this is out, out of a commercial, that we eat the mascot? We don't eat Santa Claus or the wise man. We don't eat the bunny. We eat the turkey. Poor guy. He's the only one I've ate. <laughs> so, so, you see, we share thanks-taking. That's why we celebrate. Now, what is it? Thanksgiving. Now, let's embody that. So, we put your hands like this. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is giving. Because a heart that is, you know, a heart that is filled with blessings, that seeks the blessings, that lives in the blessings, that deserves the blessings, that heart overflows with goodness. That heart just articulates the thanksgiving. You see, a grateful person is Humble. While the ungrateful person is proud, a grateful person is giving and generous, while the ungrateful person is a hoarder and sits on it, a grateful person is actually less anxious, less stressful. It, that is science, less fear. While the ungrateful person is ridden with fear and anxieties, the grateful person is filled with faith. While the ungrateful person is filled with doubts, the grateful person seeks to share the blessings, while the other one keeps it for themselves and even becomes envious. Yeah, order. A grateful person is, has a full heart, while the ungrateful person is empty and is always, listen to the word, demanding, demanding and demanding. Having the mindset of Christ is growing into the life of gratitude. Having a heart and a mindset of gratitude, that will overflow in actions of gratitude. Listen carefully to this verse as I close. It's out of Colossians. Again, it is Peter. It is in chapter 2. So, he's talking about a new spiritual reality to these Colossians. And he says, Colossians 2.7, write it down, 2.7. Let your roots grow down into Him, Christ. Let your lives be built on Him, Christ. Then your faith will grow strong. In the truth, you were taught, and you will overflow in gratitude and thanksgiving. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the mindset of gratitude that by your spirit, you share with us through the knowledge of your word and by us learning to die to ourselves and giving you the glory and the gratitude that you deserve. We thank you this morning for the beautiful things that you have given us. We thank you this morning for the participation of so many members of our church in the Because You Care, We Thank You campaign. We ask your blessing over those individuals that received those baggies. We ask your blessings on the members of this community who shared, and thus we give you thanks, God. Make us people of thanksgiving, make us people of gratitude throughout our lives, so that we can become healthier, so that we can become better with one another and lovers of this world and transformers of it. We pray these things to the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.